are two days away from Border Battle number 124 as we welcome you to the Friday edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson, alongside Vikings.com's Tatum Everett and producer Eric Davidson. And I am looking forward to tonight's show as we will have Mike Smith, Vikings outside linebackers coach, who will join us to discuss his thoughts heading into his first game against his former team the Green Bay Packers on Sunday. Uh, Tatum is going to be a fun show. Yeah, he is quite a character. He's a great energy guy around here. And I think that um, we'll be able to ask him a lot about this bromance between yes. Daniil Hunter and Darius Smith. And then also his ties back to Green Bay and how that will help them heading into Sunday's game. Yep. If you don't know, I feel like you already do know that Darius <laughs> Smith played for the Green Bay Packers the past few years. And Mike Smith was his coach there. Both of those guys here in Minnesota. And they're playing their former team this upcoming Sunday. And it should be a fun show, to say the least, for Minnesota Vikings fans. But for our first-time listeners, this season we will record two editions of this podcast. One that we will record on Mondays, which will recap the Vikings' previous game. And then on Fridays, including today, of course, we will record another episode previewing the upcoming matchup that airs on Vikings.com and right here on KFAN. You'll have no shortage of Vikings content this year, and you'll have no shortage of Tatum Everett and I, who will be providing you updates until your face turns purple. That might be convenient for Sunday's game. <laughs> right. Maybe we should just keep talking. Just keep talking until <laughs> his face turns purple. But one thing I want to talk to you about that yes. I want to get your take on is the fact that we have been talking about week one of Vikings football since about January. That's about right. And then when we found out in about, uh, what was it, like April, May that yeah, we were playing the Packers? April, yeah, mm-hmm. um, The anticipation just raised that much more. Um, so I, I just need to hear your thoughts and your <sighs> excitement level on this game. I mean, it's just through the roof. I think you almost put it out of your mind for a long time. Like you're like, okay, so what is this going to look like? What is it going to look like? And you kind of get tired of asking yourself that question. You know, we haven't really seen what this team will look like. And it seems like it's a positive, uplifting, clean slate, and you want to start out on the right path, right? Yeah. You want to put your best foot forward against a game that has a lot of meaning to it. Minnesota has been pretty successful at home against the Packers recently. So you just want to come out and come out swinging to say, like, we're contenders this year. Take us seriously. Yeah. And the fact that the Packers don't have Devontae Adams and they don't have Zadarius Smith, I think that raises the level of optimism for Vikings fans who in my opinion, I feel like we got better. I know people listening are like, okay, these guys, these people are homers right now. They both work for the Vikings, so they have to say this. Drain but the honest, purple Kool-Aid. Exactly. Our faces <laughs> are turning purple as we speak. But you look at that and say, okay, this should be an opportunity for us to build from last year where we were 8-9, and nine, and then we reloaded, or we got better. So I, I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, my first ever game as a Vikings employee was 2020 at home against the Green Bay Packers of week one. And there was no fans, of course. So yeah. it felt like a road game. So yeah. the fact that we kind of get to run this thing back, I'm looking forward to seeing how crazy it'll, it'll be at U.S. Bank Stadium on Sunday. Yeah, I have a feeling the crowd is going to be unmatched and probably the best one. You know, this will be my first time staying for an entire home game. Yep. Uh, I will not be making the commute to Egan to do the postgame show. And so I'm really pumped to just kind of get the feeling at the end, right? Like, yep. granted, I know last year with all of the last drive either victories or losses like a lot of emotion there at the end so I'm looking forward to being a part of that and to just feeding off of this new energy from a fan base that I feel like is excited to see what this staff has done with this roster in the offseason speaking of that new energy I want to transition to 
the portion of the show where we like to call it one big talking point. So you've been in the building every day this week, just like myself. So what's your one big talking point heading into the game? Understanding that, I mean, we've listened to about every single interview, every single press conference this week, and we've seen this team since Kevin O'Connell got here. So now that it is game week, what's your one big talking point? I think watching the rest versus rust competition is interesting. When you think about not seeing many of these players in action in the preseason, and when that injury report came out, earlier this week. It was slim pickings when you look at the Green Bay Packers, not so much. So I think that for me, when you've got guys like David Bakhtiari, Eldon Jenkins, and they're on the list, and if they don't play, I think that the Vikings front, who we will talk about with Mike Smith in just a bit, can really have a field day. And that could be a lot of, that could be a bad day for Aaron Rodgers. Could be a bad day, especially now that you mentioned it. No Devontae Adams. Yep. Alan Lazard's on the injury list. Who's going to be there to be his receivers? They had a lot of faith in a couple of rookies, but not seen much from their first round draft pick, Christian Watson. Yep. So I'm really interested to see how injuries will play into this first game and how sitting starters in the preseason, how fast this game starts going and, and how how long will it take for these teams to really get into a groove after not getting a lot of playing time in the preseason. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the injury report for the Green Bay Packers when it first came out on Wednesday, they had 11 guys on that on that injury report. We had one, and <laughs> our guy was limited. I was like singing gospel music at that point. I was like, hallelujah. <laughs> I, I'm, I don't wish injuries on anyone. No. But at the same I time. I meant more so that we only had one. <laughs> right. And I mean, Jonathan Bullard, he's back practicing again this week also. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. My one big talking point would just be, winning on third down I know I don't well, I don't want to get too nerdy on this podcast right now but if you just look at the history of this rivalry the team who has won the third down conversion rate has won 10 out of the last 11 games so clearly I feel like it all comes down to to one stat if you are really good on third down chances are you set yourself up to kick a field goal or score a touchdown if you are really good on defense you limit them to scoring points so i'm excited to see how this thing transitions and uh, how it comes to life well one guy that is excited to see how this thing will shake out on sunday is head coach kevin o'connell who is preparing for his first game as head coach in the nfl let's hear what he had to say when he talked to the media earlier this week about the upcoming matchup uh, obviously, quick uh, injury update. Uh, Lucene um, had a little aggravation of a previous injury. He's working through getting as much treatment as possible. He truly is questionable uh, for the game. Um, just something that kind of jumped up at him pre-practice yesterday, and, and we'll work through that, see if we can get him ready to go uh, for the game. Questionable as well for Bullard. Um, you know, has, has done everything in his power to get back, and we'll continue to work through that. So with that, fired up for obviously uh, it's, it's, it's upon us. And, and, and cannot wait to get over to U.S. Bank Stadium, see all of our fans, and, and, and let our players do uh, do a lot of great things. They've been working really hard. Prep's been great. Um, really good uh, few weeks of preparation for this game, and these guys are ready to go play against somebody else. So with that, I'll open it up to you guys. How do you, you know, Ward's questionable. You're hoping he's going to play, but how do you plan to rotate on the defensive line? Yeah, we always, game? you know, obviously everything starts with Harrison Phillips and, and Dalvin Tomlinson, and then we've got a great plan 
um, with the depth that we have at that position and, and really feel good about the versatility of some of those guys behind uh, those top two guys on the interior and then obviously excited about our edge players as well and the depth we have there so work you know we'll work through it obviously hoping that we have him and 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 it's just been um, a really a really good process to see that group kind of come together with coach Rumpf and, and and everything we're doing up front and Mike Smith on the edges so excited to watch those guys play when you hear Kevin O'Connell's words, the first thing that comes to my mind is this guy's pumped and excited to play the Green Bay Packers. I just like how he's not ashamed or afraid to say it, to say like this game does mean a little bit more to me right now. So many times you hear these guys saying, oh, it's not a big deal. I'm treating it like every other game. No, this is not every other game. You know, he's played in the league. He's had a successful career. He's had a successful coaching career. And now you're the head coach of an NFL team with a lot of promise. And you think you could take him to the Super Bowl after winning a ring. Like, come on. I'm just really happy to hear someone. It's very refreshing to hear someone say, yeah, this might mean a little more to me than most games. That is very refreshing because he's stating the obvious. And us as journalists, when we ask questions, we want people to just be like, yeah, we are feeling the same way that you think we were feeling. And Kevin O'Connell, like you said, doesn't shy away from that, but he is ready for the challenge. And another guy who is ready for the challenge is Vikings outside linebacker coach Mike Smith, who coached for the Packers the last three years. We'll talk to him right after the break, so don't turn it down. Hey, Vikings fans. Right now, you can pick up a commemorative Vikings cup at U.S. Bank Stadium. Fill it with an ice cold Pepsi, and you'll be ready for football watching. Spalon Montage is the Twin Cities' premier salon and spa destination and your proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there is a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. Welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi. My name is Gabe Henderson alongside Vikings.com's Tatum Everett. And we now have the privilege of welcoming in our special guest of the show, Vikings linebacker coach Mike Smith. Mike, thanks for joining us. Um, there's an energy right now in this building. I, I personally can't put my finger on it, but for you, being in the meeting rooms, understanding the significance of Sunday's game, how would you describe that energy right now? You know, I think there's a couple of things. I think one, you know, they're just excited to play someone. I mean, they're obviously excited to play Green Bay. It's a division game, but you're just coming out of training camp when you're when you're playing each other all the time. You know, a lot of these starters didn't play in the preseason, and so they're they're just excited to hit someone. You know, and and I think a lot of the energy too is is they're loving to come to work. You know, they're like what they love what we do on defense and offense, and they're just they're just excited. They're they're close. They're family. You know, I, first thing I think of is Danil and Z because I work with them. I mean, you got two guys that are polar opposite really when you look at it, but they're like best friends now. They're in. They're they're not. You can't separate these guys, and so that's what you want as as a coach and head coach or position coach. You want these guys to be close like that. It's almost like a case of opposites attract. It feels like or friends at first sight. Would you say? <laughs> not, not even at first at first sight. It was funny when I first got here. You know, me and Z for like two weeks were like, man, what's what's wrong with Daniel? Like he wouldn't say anything. He was like standoffish. He was quiet. And uh, after that, they started getting close. So we asked. What was going on? He said, man, I thought Z was like just an angry person because the way he plays. Yeah. He's like, I thought he was just going to be this big, mean guy that would bully people around here. And then he realized he's got really a sensitive heart. And um, it's been fun to see those those the relationships like that. How do those guys complement each other off the field? Actually, I think they're they're really similar on what they do. They both study. They're both professionals. You know, that's you know, when I first got here trying to get Z here. 
that's there's a reason you know he's one he's a grown man and he plays his game the way it should be played he's a violent human being um that's one but two he's a student of the game I always like to at the end of the week look at the ipad and see who's, you know time wise who's looking at what and how long they're looking at it and the three years i had z nobody's ever beat him i mean we're talking about eight nine hours a week on his own that he does and so and Daniil's the same same way you know, a coach knows when you come into me room, you're asking questions and, you know, because how these schedules are these days, you can't have these guys up till nine o'clock up here at night and stuff and, and all that stuff. So you have to study on your own. And uh, that's one of the things I've been impressed by Danil is he is football means something to him. And that's where him and Z, that's probably why they're so close, if that makes sense. They're both very similar in those ways. There's a lot of new energy here, a lot of excitement. But for you personally, to have two guys that would almost be an outside linebackers coach's dream. What has it been like for you to try and make what is great even better? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, when you have two guys like that, one, if you have, you know, one edge rusher, I've been fortunate in a lot of places I've been, I've had multiple rushers, which is nice. But when you have one, you, an offense can scheme that. Right. They can. And you could scheme too. you can chip one side, which we see a lot. Titans going to, you know, chip or thump, we call it. And the back's going to do it on the other side. That's fine. You're just keeping them in. Right. It's going to help us on defense. But when you got one, that's really an issue. So when you got two, it starts to become fun. Yeah. You got three. Like, I, you know, DJ is going to be a heck of a player in this league. I'm just telling you. And so is Pat Jones. And you start adding multiple guys out there. Now you can do a lot of things on defense. You know, a lot of things with protections and and I'm big on creating one on ones. You know, I think there's a lot of people that want to try to dial all these different pressures and try to get a free runner here and there. You still got to have those up. But I want to set it up where I know Z's getting a one on one. I know Daniil's getting a one on one. I know I'm going to put my best player on your worst. And that's kind of I've had success doing that for many years. And it's kind of common sense. But, you know, I take, for example, a guy like Daniil. He's starting to learn how to rush inside, and he's pretty dang good at it now already. It's credit to him because he's so, scary. he's so athletic and big, but he's never done it, you know? And it's funny, at first he was kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know. Kind of thinking about it, and I said, you know, Daniil, think about this. Okay, the guys inside aren't very athletic, or not as athletic as the guys outside, one. And then I said, two, you're that much closer to the quarterback. And it's funny, after about a couple of days, he came over, he's like, man, I'm going to have to get to that quarterback quick because when Z's inside, I, I, I can be the guy right off the, off the edge and Z's already there. <laughs> and so he starts seeing it. And then as a coach, you start putting them out there and they start feeling it and, and understanding some protections and they start loving it. And now you can really build it. I don't want you here. I want you here. And DJ, I want you over here on this, on this guard, right? And you match it up on their skill sets of what they're good at and length. Like Danil's long, right? I'd probably want him on an offensive lineman that had shorter arms or, you know, disease power on a tackle that's smaller, right? You kind of build it like that. But uh, it's nice having multiple rushers because you can do a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff. And it makes me a hell of a coach for damn sure. Yeah, we're here with Vikings outside linebackers coach Mike Smith. And Mike, um, I was listening to... Uh, Zadarius Hunter. Zadarius Hunter. That's how. That's how I kind of want to call yeah, him now. That's they're like I was, brothers. I was listening to Zadarius um, doing a film session with uh, Brian Baldinger. It's probably two or three years ago, and there was a play on the film that you guys called in Green Bay called Z Green Bay, and it's basically where he could just line up anywhere on the field and do sure. what he wants. Yep. What gives a coach that kind of trust in a guy like Zadarius, and will we see that here in Minnesota now? You know, like I said, Z, one of the traits that Z has is, and there not a lot of guys, believe it or not, in the NFL have that, but his football IQ, right? His instincts carry over, and so he has a good feel for things. He understands backfield sets, where a run's going to be, right? He understands alignment. By the end of the week, we know how we're going to attack somebody. So when you got that Z stuff that we did, 
and maybe we'll, maybe we won't do it. I don't know. <laughs> Find out on Sunday. But, um, you know, you're giving them freedom, for example, but it's not like, yeah, you just pick wherever you want right. to go. But in certain, those certain defenses, you know, let's say it's over the center, right? You can pick either a gap, run or pass. Right. And you tell somebody that right there, it's scary. And they have instincts. They understand the game of football. Right. And it's and it's part of the, the, you know, the studying all week and seeing where I can attack them in this far gun backfield, near gun backfield. That's again, goes back to Z studying. This is what we're going to do and have a plan for these guys when we get into the game. They're not going into a game blind and and um, th- th- those guys don't make it long. But uh, it's it can be a problem in the run of the pass when you when you put them in, in there. But yeah, all the Z stuff, Zorro and and uh, a bunch of them that we that we have different different stuff. But um, no, that's you know won't be too much of a secret. Obviously, we've done it and done it for three years and yeah, been successful at it, been good at it. And so I'm not going to take something away. He's not successful. I'm sure Green Bay knows we're going to do it. So they are listening to this. Lafleur, don't be shocked. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then Danil will be doing that stuff as well. So it's good stuff. Being from Green Bay most recently and knowing that you're up against Rodgers and the way that he can dissect a defense and a front right at the line and, and, and just his abilities that you know from being in the building with him, how does that make this preparation for this game being on the other side of things different for you? Yeah, it does. And, it, you know, being there and, and same with Mike Pettin is we can help these guys and just tell them how important to hold the shell is. This guy's on the back end, even the front end, even my guys, are we dropping? Don't be that tell. Don't be that guy. Be in your blitzing stance like you're coming because that's why Aaron's is such a great quarterback and one of the best all time is his pre-snap ability to look at things. And it's the, and trust me, it's the craziest stuff I would see in practice. Like, how did you know? Well, the nickel, you know, the nickel, he he blinked his left eye twice, and you don't do that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> that's you know, and he didn't say that, but yeah. it's crazy stuff like that. I believe where, that though. Yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> what again, great players do on both sides. I'm doing it to them, right, with the offensive line and their quarterbacks. Quarterback lick his fingers before he throws it. We call that our mannerisms. We study that stuff every week. TV copies and stances and all that stuff what he's doing back to us so for 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 you know me and pet to be here and, and tell these guys what he looks for it helps them you know and and you know you, you when you play quarterbacks like him and brady and manning and all that stuff you have to be on top of that stuff they will pick you apart if they know what you're in and i mean it only makes sense i mean you and aaron Rodgers were drafted in the same draft 2005 mm-hmm. uh, you played against him once when you were in baltimore uh, you coached alongside in the past three years so there's don't there's, forget uh, we beat him in the bowl game my senior year too oh the holiday bowl okay they were fourth in the country i was at texas tech we were i think the 12th Beat the dog out of them. <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm hoping that happens on Sunday. When bowl games were really fun, right? They right. When, they, when they were fun. Yeah. But, I mean, that history, how do you feel like that history prepares you for Sunday? Uh, with Aaron? Yes. Um, yeah, like that, like I said, with, with uh, just being around him and, and knowing how he prepares and knowing what he's thinking. And, you know, still, again, he's he's going to be one of the, you know, he's going to be one of the greatest. But it really just goes back to that pre-snap stuff, yep. you know, and, and it's going to come a lot on the front and everybody. I mean, you know, better the coverage, better the rush, better the rush, better the coverage. But we've got to affect Aaron up front. We have to. That's where it is giving guys issues, you know, or giving him issues and that offense issue. Because I've been there. I can see what, you know, what games did Aaron struggle on. I can remember all of them. I go back and watch, all right, this is this is why. And so it's going to be big for us up front. We've got to affect that quarterback and, and uh, make him lose confidence in his offensive line early. Conversely, when Kevin O'Connell and Wes Phillips are sitting down trying to come up with a game plan, is there any input or what kind of input? things that you can maybe help with, I guess, after being there for a few sure. years. I mean, you know how Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith operate. You absolutely helped them along their way. So does that play a part in the game prep this week? Yeah, it's huge. You know, really, you know, since we got here, you know, 
knowing we're going to play them twice. And and that's the great thing about KO. A lot of coaches have egos. He doesn't. He's one. Of the, he, he reminds me so much of Andy Reid because I was Andy Reid in Kansas City for a while. And um, it's that same type person. You know, it's a lot of coaches in this league have egos. It's like my way. They don't want to adjust with time. You know, you've always got to don't have an ego and adjust to where offenses and defenses are going. So, yeah, we 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 me and Mike Patton have talked to him um, every day. You know, I I was with that defense last year with Joe Barry. I know what what their checks, what their alerts are, how they're going to play this, how they're going to play that. And you'd be surprised. I mean, it's funny. Me and Petten were saying this yesterday. Like, you know, we need to do this more often. Yeah. You know, like both sides. Yeah. You know, like, hey, this is what hurts us. And um, it's kind of for really both sides kind of open our eyes. Like, hey, we need to do this more often, especially in the offseason or these some of these opponents that you're, that you're going to play. Give us give us a heads up on some of this stuff. Mike, uh, my last question for you uh, as we round this show out is I, I know a lot of coaches always have goals on their walls and whatnot, and I won't have you give out, you know, statistical and numerical goals for your guys, but what, I guess, just personal goals do you have for your group going into this season? Besides winning the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I mean, and winning games, that's that's always our number one goal. That's what this whole thing's about, and that's why I love my room, because they're not selfish guys. But I want to be the best, not just in pass rush, but in the run. You know, I want people to fear us. That's our goal, right? I want to break people's will. When we rush, that's that's what we do, right? We're going to break your will. We're going to wear your ass out. And uh, then we'll start working the edges and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I've never been a guy about sacks and care about sacks. I think that's the most overrated thing in this league and period. That doesn't tell you anything about a pass, pass rusher, right? I mean, the ball's getting out faster than anybody in the, it's in the history of the game, yeah. you know? And so um, I want them to affect the quarterback. And that's the biggest thing every week. Did we affect the quarterback? Can you not go to a second or third receiver, right? Did we get tip ball? Is he, is, is, you know, is he trying to get out of the pocket now? Cause he can't get nowhere to go. All that stuff that hits, right. All that stuff's important. And so, you know, that's part of a goal that, that, that we talk about, but besides winning the Super Bowl, just some mean rattlesnakes out there. Where people just fierce when we come out on that field. Well, that's the Texas that just came out. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of the Texas. Lubbock <laughs> came out. A little bit of the Lubbock. Mike, appreciate your time today. I'm looking forward to seeing us go one and zero on Sunday. That's all that matters is going one and zero each week, and just so happens to be your former team, the Green Bay Packers. So look, looking forward to it. I know. I'm really fired up about it. I don't know who's more excited, me or Z, but we're we're we're, we're excited to play them. They're a good football team, and so are we. And um, it's going to be a really good matchup. That's Vikings outside linebackers coach Mike Smith. Always a pleasure talking to Vikings outside linebackers coach Mike Smith right here on the Minnesota Vikings podcast. And always a pleasure having Tatum Everett alongside with me each week, every single Friday, delivering you this phenomenal podcast all season long. Vikings fans, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. Let's go get a win this upcoming Sunday in border battle number 124.